can I, is it okay if I ask you a question? <laughs> Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 240. That is 12 times 20 if you're counting and doing math at the same time. He's our host, Randy, and I'm his special guest, Jason. We've been doing this show for many, many years. (laughs) Many years. Not at all tiresome. Countless Mm. years. Hmm. It's been a... it's, It's tired that I say I'm tired. But I'm pretty tired this week. Oh, man. I've been really tired this week. And I don't know. I think it's I, a lot of stress. A lot of stress, I think, what's happening. A lot uh, of stress for me. I mean, I'd love to hear about your stress. I don't think I have any stress. I've just been staying up too late. Well, why have you been staying up too late? That is a fair question. Uh, also, my, my browser window is huge. This is weird. Okay. Better. Uh, zoomed out. I, well, I think I've been staying up just to work on various projects. Exactly. Like the printer. Yeah. The, the 3D printer. And I can't, you can't see it in the show here, but I managed to do one of the dumbest things you could do with the 3D printer, and that's... Print yourself another wife? Mm, no. I, I reached Print my yourself hand another under kid. it right after it was done doing something and put my finger right on the extruder tip, which is like... I'm 200 degrees About the wife Celsius. thing, or we're, gonna, gonna, we're just going to gloss over that me... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just joking. Well, your wife's going to get mad at you. I don't know. Your wife's like, yeah, I guess yeah it's I right. It would have been dumb wife. if he printed another wife. It would have been the dumbest thing he could. <laughs> so you touched a hot piece of metal. I burned bur- my finger pretty badly. It's <clears> not. Uh, it, I don't know. It looks okay, but I think it's. I think it just disappeared some of my skin. To be honest, well, why uh, would you touch it? I don't know. It's, Okay. I don't know. I was moving. It still has some. So I finished building it. Yeah. Right. So I, I ordered. I should give you a backstory. Yeah. Let's have the backstory of the 3D printer. So I had a 3D printer that I ordered from Amazon. It was a Dremel. You know, very uh, big name kind of. <laughs> Look brand. at me. I make tools. This thing's a tool. The Dremels usually destroy things. And this is for making No, things. I use it to sand uh, RC car. I mean, uh, Pinewood Derby cars. There you go. Well, so I had that one, and it worked okay, and then we got into some fancy shenanigans where I said, I want to change the filament mid-print, or I want to put some, I want the print to stop so I can do things, and they couldn't do it. I talked to their support, countless hours on the phone with their support. The one that you bought, you couldn't do it, right? Couldn't you do it with other ones? The one, the one that I bought, yeah, the Dremel. You bought the, low, the lowest of the low. Yeah, I guess, I'm but not, whatever is the I'm point. Te- it, not, it wasn't like a nice community device. It wasn't really oriented for this type of thing, but I'd I, say. I'm not sure that everybody at home knows, uh, everybody on the airwaves, whatever this is at the end of their iPod, uh, realizes that like the 3D printer is very much like a makerspace sort of do-it-yourself kind I mean. of deal, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, doesn't it seem that way, right? You don't just – it's not like a, a – a, laser printer you just get and it does your homework for you like that doesn't that's not well i mean i know uh, this just from like talking to people and reading up about them a little bit and sort of paying attention to what they're doing but i don't think everybody knows that well to be fair this i okay depending on how old you are if you've ever owned an inkjet printer they still make them of course yeah but but years ago, when the first color inkjet printers came out, you know, ooh, I'm going to print photos, right? I don't even have to go to the day I'm developed. I'm going to digital photos. You can't see that at home. Randy's shaking his head. Like, save, ooh. Save, <laughs> save lots of money and convenience for myself. Well, the 3D printers now are about as finicky as those inkjet printers were then, if that, if that puts it on a level for you. So you, you get issues with the... The prints fail, or the builds fail, I should say. Maybe the head bumps into the plastic. Maybe the maybe the plastic piece breaks away from the bottom in the middle of the print. Maybe you run out of filament. Maybe something goes wrong. The little thing, the thing moving around, bumps into something. The cat hits it, or you know, whatever, and freaks out. It's about as stable as the inkjet printers used to be. I don't have an inkjet printer now, so I don't know. Maybe ten years ago, inkjet printers. What do you got? A laser printer? Yeah. What are you fancy? It's not a color. It's just a black and white laser. Uh, not that fancy. It's cheap and it's easy. If you're going to print stuff at home, get a laser printer. It just works every time. Every time you turn on a, an inkjet printer, you got to recalibrate all the cartridges again. And then you take 15 hours. Like, oh, I just wanted to print this thing. It's the worst. 
Yeah. So they're good. Um, so backstory, finished them. So I returned that 3D printer. Didn't like it. Got another one off, just right off the advice of, uh, you know, someone that was slightly more experienced with these things than me. Didn't do any real research. He just said, get this one. Get a Prusa. Hmm. Right. Fancy brand. Named after the guy who invented it. P-R-U-S-A. An Italian guy. Is he Italian? I have no idea. No, I don't think he's Italian. Uh, I don't know where he's from. So I order this thing, and it comes in two forms. And it, the the Dremel had like a, a an enclosure, so everything looked nice and safe, and you couldn't get your fingers jammed in it and stuff. No cats could bump into it. Uh, this one is wide open. Things are moving around. Cord cables are everywhere. You can get cats jumping on it and kids bumping into it. They came in two form factors. You could get the whole kit put together for you by someone in a factory, or you could save like 200 bucks. Like it was a significant discount and they would ship you the pieces and you could assemble it yourself. And they say, hey, you know what? That, that's me right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it, to, I'm going to put it together myself kind of guy. Well, this particular project wasn't like Ikea furniture where you could just kind of guess without looking at the paper. <laughs> And still get it together. And if you had a few extra pieces, the bunk bed's going to hold up. It's not a problem. You just stick some duct tape on there. That's not the way this works. It's very precise. You got to level things and get the right length screws and hook the right wires to the right places. And there's like 16 motors. There's an insane number of motors in this thing. Well, not 16. There's one, two, uh, three, four, five. I think there's five. Which is bonkers. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I think five. <clears throat> so there's five motors. One, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe six motors for this this 3D printer. So all those things have to be hooked up in the right way. And then there's a heated bed. And this is getting boring. So the, the thing you print on is actually heated. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure why. I think it's so that the prints don't stick to it. I'm not sure. Probably don't want it to. No. All right. I don't know. Um, so that's all wired up. Just other, there's a, the LCD and the brain part is all. You got to get all this wiring right. It took me a solid twelve hours of work. No it's way, a, really? <laughs> yeah. So because I got it Thursday, the kit. So we're we're busting this thing open. You know, in, in the beginning, you know, when you get a, a, the Lego Millennium Falcon or something, yeah, and it's like twenty five thousand pieces, yeah. and you. At least they put it in bags for you. Like, open bag one. Yeah. Okay, good. But this is more like a... Uh, they, they did somewhat, they put things in bags, but for some reason they were overlapping and mixed together. This is more like one of those 25 million piece puzzles that you dump on the floor and you're like, okay, got to find all the corners, you know? Where where are the edge pieces? It says, so the beginning was real slow because you're just, you're just dealing with so much volume. And then as you chip through it, it gets quicker because you're like, I'm running out of pieces. We must be getting close, you know, yeah. right? Accelerates. I know where that goes. I know where that goes. So I probably spent two hours Thursday, two hours Friday, two hours Saturday, two hours Sunday. And today's Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. And then another couple hours Monday. And then tonight I finished it, plugged it in, turned it on. So yeah. And it didn't catch fire. That's good. Yeah. You haven't printed anything yet or is it going now? No, I did. I printed oh, did. some stuff. Yeah. I printed It's going right now too. Yeah. Oh, are you printing like a bat signal? Yeah, I did actually print the Batman. Oh, all right. Yeah. How'd you know? Well, I can see from the picture you sent me. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Was, I mean, it's the it first thing just, everybody it, prints is a bat signal. It was, it was <laughs> one of the demo prints. I'm like, yeah, print the Batman thing. Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> it's a weird guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the picture. So it's right going, now. it's printed. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try doing the layer print tonight if I if I'm gonna stay up all night again. Who knows? So it's interesting. The 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 Dremel model that you had, the mm-hmm. everything was enclosed, including the like two hundred and sixty yeah. degree metal tip. Right. This does <laughs> not <laughs> seem to be enclosed and you touched no, it on the first run. I touched yeah. it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and there's a big line in my Yeah. Okay. All right, that's funny. Uh it kind of hurt. It felt so, like I was being electrocuted. It's, it's weird. Well, it was hot. I've done that before, too, in case you're wondering. So yeah, I know what it feels that like. That feels fun, too. I've done that for myself. <laughs> it's 110 through the old arm. Yeah. That's a big deal. You're not going to die so much um, quickly. So, yeah, back to the tiredness and the stress. So you got this. When did you get this? Thursday. Thursday. So today is two and how much time did you how much time did you spend over the weekend working on it would you say i just went just said this what? i spent basically like two hours a day okay yeah but i wanted to know exactly okay so two hours a day 
So let's see, you work for a couple hours every day, you spend a couple hours working on the old printer, like you don't have the time for this, because I know you're also doing soccer, and you're wondering why you're tired. It may not be stress, or it may be stress, and a lack of sleep, or not stress. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lack of sleep, yeah. Yeah. So that's where it is for me, because I'm like, I haven't done my, finished my taxes yet. Uh, Yeah. It'll be fine. Did you finish yours? until midnight Monday. No, I haven't finished Oh, jeez. So ran into a weird thing this year. Um, a little, a little bit gross to talk about on the show, just because uh, uh, money stuff, money type stuff. But um, we, I think you can summarize it by yeah, saying, yeah, no, I'm going to uh, summarize it real quick. But but for those of of you who don't live in the United States, there were some fairly major tax changes this rule this year, and uh, I got hit right in the face with them. Right. Thanks, in the Obama. Face. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Am I right? Trump. Uh, <laughs> no, but they put a cap on the amount of. Um, let's put a ten thousand dollar cap on the amount of deductions you could claim. Which as soon itemized deductions. Yeah, itemized right? deductions. Which as soon as I put yeah. my mortgage in there, it said you hit the cap. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> How? Uh, so that's depressing. Uh, because I, um, you know, we got a lot of deductions that I put in. We're, we're fairly good right. with the charities, and we I do the healthcare reimbursement stuff, and um, yeah. So that's it. Dependent care, start, and I uh, haven't read all this stuff yet, so I'm gonna I gotta start reviewing this. I go with the TurboTax, even though I guess TurboTax is not my friend based on some stuff I read today. But you know what? I've used no, TurboTax actually, for a hundred years use, now. So right, I use the Tax Act. Oh, you do, which is like the, the TurboTax competitor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, you can't even do the the downloady software anymore. It's all online. It's all mm. on the web. Yeah. Well, anyways, I uh, uh, yeah. So I put put go in, put my mortgage in. It's like congratulations, you hit the cap. I'm like, wait, what? No, I have all these other things to do. You got all these things. All these to uh, the donations, you you charitable donations. You're saying you can't deduct anything else? No, because the interest on my mortgage was twelve thousand dollars or something. That was right, not, right, right. But um, that's it. Like that—that's what's changed with the tax law. You literally cannot deduct anymore. Yeah, I mean, you get the child—the child having credit. So I get, you know, the credit for having the four kids. But that didn't right? change. That didn't change. Well, supposedly that went up a little bit, but I don't think it did because I think then, like, this is where I'm. Well, this sounds some, terrible. Some gross stuff. But I think I make too much money, <laughs> and I also sold some stock last year, which hurt a lot. Like. But because I bought the solar panels and the car, is the only reason I'm even. If I didn't buy the solar panels and the car, I would be scrambling to find some money to pay the government uh that's the situation i think i'm going to be in if you sold stock you're going to be in trouble (laughs) i don't know if you sold any stock or anything but uh yeah well i mean if i can't itemize beyond i'm i could look up what i normally itemize but you know it's it's definitely beyond that 10 i think yeah well i mean around this parts it's not hard to hit the 10 with the mortgage right when you add the mortgage interest then you start adding the charitable stuff and the real estate taxes between the mortgage and the real estate taxes it's boom you're there it's easy yeah yeah you're right there right um yeah so that's that's great yeah now the flip side is supposedly during the year we were taking we were getting more in our paycheck you think so i do think so i don't think it's gonna offset (laughs) I think for the average person, it's offsetting. Again, we're into gross territory because I am paid well by my mm-hmm. company. So, uh, bleep, I'll just burp it right out for you. You don't have to tell people that where I work. Uh, oh, you, oh, yes, you, you bleeped it. Good job. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So, but the only thing I have to do on my taxes is it says you've hit the cap, but for your state income tax, you may, it may still be worth to put all this stuff in. So I have to chase down yeah. all the receipts and like what I actually did donate. Cause I keep some records like, right. but not, I don't have them as good as I should. I sort of go, yeah, I keep, I, I categorize them and I kind of know where the donations went. So I just quickly look up like, okay, this, 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 Add up the values, but I don't really have all the receipts. Receipts that's sort of audit territory, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know I could scrounge them up. Well, nothing is a receipt anymore, it's all like you know, uh, I, yeah, online I get letters, emails, and right. stuff. I do have a lot of letters from the, the charitable organizations, yeah. Like, hey, keep this as your receipt. I mean, you send me one every time, like, stop. I had to write, like, write something, stop sending me these because one, it's annoying that you're using a stamp. Because that's my money that I just gave you paying for Yeah, right. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Stop sending me thank you letters. You know, it's just crazy because 
it's time and it's a and it's a stamp and it's an envelope and whatever um ah, great that's something to look forward to yeah thank you you're welcome well you have less than a week now for it's due yeah, I, don't care. I think it's actually Tuesday. So I think you have one week because Monday's yeah midnight. Mid- oh, because Monday's, Monday's a sweet. mass holiday. Yeah, Monday I'll be riding my bicycle all night. So that's a perfect time to do it. Uh, Monday, are you doing that thing again? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You leave at midnight on the on the course. Yeah. So the Boston Marathon is this coming Monday. Maybe should I do that with you guys? No, the weather's yeah, supposed sure to be, no because the weather's supposed the, to be awful. The weather's supposed to be awful again. I'm hoping it'll push off. Yeah. Uh, the Boston Marathon looks like they're going to have awful weather again. Yeah. And what happens is every year these, the, I don't know who started it, but someone organized what they call the midnight marathon ride. And it is what it sounds like. So at midnight on Sunday or Monday, depending on what you think of as midnight, the, the late midnight that happens after Sunday, between Sunday and Monday, uh, people group up at the starting line for the Boston Marathon, and they ride their bicycles into the city, to the finish line. Now, there's a couple of really important things. One, it's midnight. And two, there are a lot of runners trying to sleep. Where? All over the place, right? You you jumped in and said, oh, really, before you thought about this. Okay, there's thousands of people that are going to be running the marathon the next morning very early. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are trying to sleep Sunday night. So there's a key. You, you don't want to be making a lot of noise. So we have to all be very like considerate of, uh, but you're on the road though. Yeah. So what? There's houses all around. And when you get into the city near the finish line, there's people sleeping there. And so we're all trying to be very quiet. Really? Well, you don't think we should be considerate. Come on and wake up. All you're riding runners. a bike, but I mean, I've run the course twice. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, th- th- I mean, it's part of the race, uh, but I uh, qualified. Uh, you have to, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're going at Hopkinton. It's not like you're, you know, in people's living rooms making a bunch of noise. You're riding bikes by. It's not that loud. Yeah. Yeah. But we got, we group up and then you're blowing air horns and woo woo. I don't, yeah. Well, yeah, you just got to be conscious. Ringing and the cowbell. The at the finish, there's a triangle burned into my finger. At the finish line, people have this tendency to kind of stop and chatter and all this stuff. But there's a lot of people in those. That's on Boylston Street in downtown Boston. Like, if that's yeah, where they you, stay there and then they bus out in the morning. You if you that. live you there, know if you live there, that's your own fault. If you can't handle, I'm the talking noise. about the runners. I don't care about the people who live there. No, oh, the run- yeah, but they should be getting up about then anyway. When do you finish? Can you have no consideration for anyone? Wait, you must finish pretty quick, right? What is it? An hour and a half? Two hours? <clears throat> Yeah, it's about right. Two hours, right? I mean, you're doing 15 miles an hour. It's all downhill. Except for Heartbreak Hill, right? Yeah, it's I short. Did. I know. I didn't even notice you it. Just close um, up. <laughs> just right over it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the easy part. But we have added in. I, you know, I don't like to drive places. You don't? This is a, no. <laughs> so, I, and I, I could never drive to a bike ride. Plus, logistically, how do I take the how do I ride my bike into the city and then what am I done? I don't live in the city. I live. Wait a second. You ride your bike from where? <laughs> Go on. I want to hear the whole thing. I want to hear you, you say I it. can send you the loop. Yeah. So we ride from, <laughs> I live in Maynard, Massachusetts, in case anyone was wondering and want to flock to my house for, you know, fan stuff. Meet up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we ride from Maynard, my wife and I, down to Hopkington. What time do you leave? To the, well, we leave here at like nine. Okay, yeah. You know, so we can just get there and hang out and have a snack. Because it's what, 30 miles? I don't remember. Total, it was about 75. So then we went So we went to the start, we ride into the city, and then we ride home again. So I guess probably 20 from here to Hopkinton maybe. And then, uh, you know, 26 into the city, and then it's like 30 to get home because of the we go around the long way. Yeah. Wow. So that's the tough part because you get you get in there, you know, two-ish, and, uh, and then you're like, okay, let's have a quick snack and let's uh, head home. And then you got to do another 30 miles. So at 2 a.m., we're starting another 30-mile ride. So, it, it, you know, I, it's fun. I like it. And last time, my, um, my wife got a little bit tired. She's a very good rider, very strong rider, uh, much stronger than me in many cases. I'm not making this up to make I, it I know. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, go on. But there's a but. <laughs> She did not handle the uh, the lack of sleep very well at all. Yeah, right. It's midnight. You're doing it over midnight. It's insane. So, <laughs> That's why on, on, on the way home, <laughs> yeah, on the way home, sort of the next day, 
she kept getting slower and slower and slower and just slow like walking pace slower she just couldn't do it <laughs> and I, it was driving me bonkers and i i said like you you've got to move you, we cannot do this like we are never going to get there and i am going to die if i have to pedal any slower um and it, it got so late like the sun was coming up right so the sun's coming up and what happens monday what happens that morning marathon what day what day is it before the oh, patriots day yeah it's patriots yeah. day and and what's between the city and my house for patriots day uh, the city and your house a lot of yeah, things yeah. but like along the the, the, the freedom Ride rail trail yeah. okay mm-hmm. oh. what's what where, where does that go oh so you're on the same rail do they hike that between they, lexington and the, as soon as as soon oh, as the no. people as soon as the sun starts coming up yeah. there's people going out on the trail they're heading over to the old north <laughs> bridge and all those uh, minute manny things. So I got some morning. intel for you. Yeah, go. That won't be a problem this year. <laughs> Why not? Because they're doing that hike on Sunday. That oh that really goes back. Yeah, because yeah, because it's a big Boy Scout weekend too, and they're my son's mm-hmm. camping out on School Street with uh, it's a big like they call it a, on the corner there. They still do that. Yeah, on the corner by the highway. Yeah, it's such a good place. Yeah, to camp. Yeah, it's a wonderful place to camp. Uh, <laughs> and then on at like they have to get up at like four in the morning, they get bussed over to the high school, and then they walk over to the uh-huh. then they walk over to the North Bridge. It's like a six mile walk, so they're gonna yeah yeah nice yeah. Are you going with them? Um, uh, sixty forty that I am gonna camp out and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me look at the weather. <laughs> my daughter oh, gosh, asked me be, asked oh. me tonight. She said, um, "She said, what are the what are the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts? She said, what are Scouts? Oh, really? Yeah. So she, I think, well, my because my wife said um, one of the Scout, some woman that's involved with the Scouts in our town asked us if we would go do a presentation to the Scouts, boys, boys and girls, mm-hmm. about bike stuff. Oh, good, good for you guys. Yeah, you should do it. Right." Yeah, no, I think I will. I'm trying to figure out how to do it without being snarky. That's the problem. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if they ask me to do some kind of bike safety thing, that's where we're going to have a problem, right? <laughs> Jeez. Well, the safest thing to do is to rip the distributor cap out of your parents' car so that they can't <laughs> use it. Because they're the ones that are going to end up killing you. Oh. You just made everyone safe. Most right? cars don't have a distributor cap anymore. They're all, <laughs> what do they they're have? all fuel injected. <laughs> They still have. That doesn't matter. They still have it's spark electric plugs. Electric fuel injection. It's all like that. You're thinking of carburetors. No, I said I, I know cap. electric fuel injection, and it means the ignition is also electric. It's that's all part of the ignition system. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> electronic ignition is what you're saying. Yeah, the, the the spark plug is all handled by computers now. Okay. Variable timing and all that stuff. It's all. Yeah, all right. it's, you don't have to turn the thing. Okay. No. Point the. the <laughs> I mean, you can find those cars, but those are yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> Pull some whatever. Okay. Just cut you know cut, cut the brake lines. Then it's only Just, a one way. Then it's <laughs> no, a one way trip. You don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, maybe maybe not. It won't be directed so much about that. I have some things I could talk about. Oh, I got, I got big. Yeah, I got, I got stuff. Of course, scouts are responsible, though, right? Scouts are leaders. <sighs> yeah, in their community, so uh, maybe they could take some initiatives. Uh, so she asked, "What are scouts?" Okay, talked about. What would you say? <clears throat> what did I say? I said, um, "Well, it's like a club of good, good uh, people who are kind of dedicated to learning and service of their community." Uh, they put a lot of stock in merit, hmm? <laughs> merit, <laughs> yeah. and they earn these things they call merit badges for various mm-hmm. things, swimming. So I think I listed up, I was like swimming, sewing, running, sewing. shooting, <laughs> shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like shooting. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They earn merit badges for shooting things. In fact, I remember earning my like, I, was it marksmanship? What do they call it? I earned a shooting merit badge while I was at camp, uh, camp Monoxit. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good the one, for you. The one by, the one by Monadnock. Yeah. Uh, and we shot like assault rifles. I remember this very clearly. I don't know about assault rifles, but, uh, yeah. No, no. I shot a wide variety of, of rifles and one of them was, uh, pretty sure it wasn't an assault rifle, but go on. Yes. No. Yes, it was. No, they gave us, yep. They gave us the chance to shoot. <laughs> A, I mean, it must have been like an AR-15 or something. 
And they had it. They left it. It was on the ground, so we had to be prone. They didn't move it. It was like, this is where it's going to stay. You come down to the gun. You get the one shot, and then you're on your way kind of thing. You know, it had like one round in it. All right. All right. We're not just running up and down the range, you know, and guns are waving guns around. And very, uh, very safety conscious. See, that's, I think that, 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 okay. So, yeah, we, you know, we talk about the guns and the culture and all blah, 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 blah. And I think that the scouts do a good job because they are so careful about the safety. And my son's going to Winox at camp again this summer. I'm like, what are you going to do on? Have you thought about what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And raid the girls' camp. Is he going to there this summer? Yeah, he, he went last summer and he's going again this summer. And he did he really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, and he said during his free time, he's going to earn the rifle merit badge. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. During your free time, oh, great. Yeah. yeah, during his free time. He's like, ah, it's easy. I'm like, we have to, you have to shoot a quarter, <laughs> like a size of a quarter, all three or five shots in a row or something. <laughs> yeah, piece of cake. I kind of did it anyways, and I'm like, all right, great. So, ah, uh, yeah. See, that's pretty cool. I mean, camp is a big thing, and my my son's a year behind your son. Yeah, and he did. I guess this would be the year that he should go to boy, but he's not in Boy Scouts. Right. And I was a big Boy Scout and I have not signed him up. And I honestly don't know where we'd fit it in. So I don't know how you're fitting it in either, but. Well, I mean, it's. Well, he's not doing, he's doing just like lacrosse, you said, right? Oh, how he's fitting. Oh, that's part of my exhaustion is because I'm always like, mm-hmm. you know, running around. Um, So how he's doing lacrosse and mountain biking and we're not making mountain biking the f- we, we were not going to make it yesterday. It was canceled. But the first three mountain bikes we weren't going to make because of scouts. And uh, ah. so, yeah. So, I mean, we're having to pick now between mountain bikes and uh, scouts. And scouts. Yeah. I'm torn because I like uh, scouts. interesting. And I love the camp. I love the uh, – do they still do the platform tents? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Same old things with like you got to bring your bug netting so you don't get killed while you're sleeping. Uh, well, they have yes, yes, we did. We had to get them a mosquito net and make up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like it. It's a little. Uh, it's I don't know how to explain this. It's it, well, without sounding like a jerk. There's two things I two two comments I want to say. The first <laughs> comment is the problem with the scouts is that, and especially with the the Cub Scouts is maybe a little less so in Boy Scouts, but we're finding the same thing is that. Um, it's sort of programmed to the least common denominator. So the least skilled kid in the scouts sort of dictates yeah, the max right. that them can do. So that's pretty limiting. And um, so you're like, oh, but shouldn't it be inclusive? And yeah, it should be. But I don't know. Part of it is like if they can't do a hike because there's a kid in the right. that won't hike. Well, that's a key part of scouting. And uh, you got to carry him. Well, yeah, and so the, the, we're sort of struggling with this right now because there's one kid who basically won't like he won't go more than half a mile, and we're like, well, that means we're not hiking ever. Like we can never do something mm-hmm. that hikes, and so some of the kids are sort of like, that's crap. We have to be able to hike, and some of the parents are like, that's crap. We have to be able to hike. And uh, well, so know. who's going to talk to this kid's parents? I mean, obviously they're like, well, he decided not to come. Sweet, we can do the thing. But how do you? But you have to plan this stuff ahead, right? So it's, how do you plan this stuff? So I, yeah, I don't want to derail your story, but I had a similar problem i suppose in what way uh i started the the tour de friends oh yes right yeah yeah <laughs> did i say the name last week <laughs> i don't uh, the i think biking, no i don't think biking, so i don't think i think i said let's start a little biking club so it's not your competitive nargonauts yeah well we right? don't compete we just go to practice <laughs> so okay you yeah. just go to practice all right so we're not doing like races or anything like that we're just taking like little bike tours in the woods we, so we did yeah. one we've only done one ride right. we did a big group ride and uh, we, they came up with names, and people decided they wanted to call it the Tour de Friends, which is like, ugh, it's too too tame, but all right. Can't call it uh, what uh, I wanted. Brass Nipples was one of them. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, the, there's all kinds of parts that, like, Surly makes. Tug Nuts is a good one. Uh, the Crank Puller. That's a good yep, one, yep, too. Yep, yep, yep. Crank Pullers. There's all Ch- kinds of good chain names. Chain gang? No. The chain gang, yeah, we went with chain gang. A little too. I a little too. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know. I don't mind the innuendos. I don't like the references to slavery. I don't, yeah, I seen chain gang. Huh. I, 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 mean, look it I up. did look it up and it was not conclusive. I mean, there said some stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I know. I hear you. But still, you got to explain it. I guess I can explain it. Uh, brass nipples, but, come on. It's well, like, I, it means you're tough. I guess that, but the, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Uh, iron asses Crank or something? Pullers. I don't know. Um, the, yeah. So Tudor friends. Yeah, yeah. So, you went with so we friends. went on. We went on this ride. <laughs> we all got together. 
And uh, we went off into the woods. And I, I was in advance, I was thinking about this. I said, well, I got to figure, they're not all going to go the same speed, right? Right. So they're going to drift. Yeah. So, so number one, I brought all the walkie-talkies, of course. Okay. And I gave, handed those out. Hey, if you get lost, give me a call. And I could call ahead because my daughter was like, I always have to be first because I'm a maniac. So she always went in the front and then she'd make a wrong turn. And I could call her and be like, you're turning the wrong way. You got to go back. And then she'd freak out. So she'd get back in front. Uh, but what do I do when there's one kid that literally just can't, just doesn't have the energy? She can't keep up. Yeah, no. this is And the rest of the group just disappears, right? So yeah. I, I was thinking about this a lot. I'm like, I need to find some kind of loop. I need to find some place where I can have the other kids just kind of loop around or go up a hill and come back down so that they're coming back to where they were and, and meeting, like meeting where she is. And that might be also embarrassing because it's kind of like, they're just going to ride in circles right. until you catch up. Like, Don't oh, worry. Just, we're lapping you again. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I, do, I, I mean, basically my thought was we just split, we just split them up, right? The trouble was everybody was going one speed and this girl was going her own speed. <sighs> and I'm, I'm 99% certain she could have been going faster, but uh, maybe after a few rides, you know, I don't know. We weren't really going fast, fast. I think, she, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. It's a very good question. So, I think, yeah, so the Narganauts, the benefit of the Narganauts is there's 70 kids mm-hmm. riding, right? And 70 yeah, kids, but wow. that's Yeah, that's got its pluses and minuses, but there's a lot, right? And so what they do is they split them up by group, by uh, skill yeah. level. Now, that doesn't mean, so we have like eight to 10 riders in a group, but they're all a lot closer than having, you know, and the, the top kids, those are all like, you know, high school kids and those kids fly, mm-hmm. like they go crazy amount of time and like the eight and, and like the hour and a half they're going like 20 miles and stuff. It's nuts how far the fast mm-hmm. they're going. And they're going like way out of, uh, wh- where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, Great Brook Farm over there. They leave Great Brook Farm. They're off to into, uh, Russell Mill and all that. And then they come back. Yeah. The same amount of time. It's like, whoa, holy smokes. I looked at one of their Stravas and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Meanwhile, we're doing like seven miles in the amount of time, we're like seven to nine. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I it, it's, it's one of those things you gotta, you gotta, uh, keep with, uh, I, I don't know. You, that's the keep the camaraderie part of it. The lower skilled that we're at, cause I, my son usually rides in the lower group and it's, you gotta work with them, right? You gotta have coaching, gotta have, like teach mm-hmm. them how to keep the spin, spin, spin. Don't, uh, right. Don't, you don't want to jam, cram, jam your room. But, but we were just kind of hanging out and touring, you know, none of, nobody was pushing hard to like race. Are you, when you're practicing with your son, is he trying to go fast? So my son is one of the kids where I'm like, you can go a little faster, buddy. Try to keep up. Okay. Um, but that's what you're trying to get him to do. I'm tr- you're trying to. Well, I'm trying to keep, I'm not trying to have him override himself out of his comfort zone. And he's, it starts at fifth grade and he only did it last year when he was in fifth grade. So he's like in the youngest, one of the younger kids there. So, mm-hmm. um, there's older kid and, he, and he's small and not the strongest kid. So he's, you know, he was riding within his level. He's having fun. He had a blast with it though. So, um, okay. yeah. You know, but then there's like like we joked about, and then this this other guy you, who you know I've talked about, Iron Man, and he says, yeah, and he's got his Facebook, and this one take it first and beat most of the boys. Like he's like uber competitive about this stuff, and it's like <laughs> you know, okay, your daughter, and she's probably he's probably his daughter's probably on a five thousand dollar bicycle too, and she's like thirteen. It's like, are you kidding me? Okay. Right? Like, yeah. I bought my son's bike for two hundred bucks off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, I'm trying to look for an upgrade for him. Upgrade, upgrade. Yeah, pro- I was probably spend. I want to spend between like thousand and twelve hundred bucks on a on a bike that is like he is being limited by his bicycle now. It's heavy and it's awkward and it's geared a little kludgy and you know the shock mm-hmm. isn't as good as what they could be. But I'm not going to drop five grand on a bike for him. You know so. No, you know I don't know. I, this is always a tough choice. I don't know when to transition these things. Yeah. My daughter is always asking me not for a special mountain bike, but she wants her own cargo bike so she can put her friends in the bike and pedal them places. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't yeah. think they make cargo bikes for right. kids. Like this is a, this is a project that would be hilarious to get into, but I just... but even if still, like if I bought my son a twelve hundred dollar bike, his bike is going to be for Narganach, which is absurd because I have bikes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping over them. I don't have a place to store them. I'm like I don't want you to take that bike to drive that bike to school. So like, what the heck? I, I don't know. But he like you know locks up the rear wheel all the time. His power slide, and so it's all bald. I'm like, oh my gosh, what'd you do to this tire? What'd you do to this? <laughs> Nothing. 
as he power slides around me. I'm like, oh, great. Like, you're just <laughs> wearing it. I thought a power slide was when you didn't use the brake. No, like, you know, I don't know. Well, he, look at this and <laughs> fishtailing down mm-hmm. the road, you know, and mm-hmm. whatever. They're having fun on bikes, which is great. But, uh, well, so related to your hike problem, yeah. I think hikes, they, yeah, you got to group up. And for me, like, I cannot, if I go on a hike, like a mountain hike like this or whatever, I'm going to go my pace. I'm not going someone else's pace. I cannot do it. I cannot. Uh, my legs are going to go up and down. On a hike? It's, yeah. Well, yeah. So all that means is that we all know where we're going. I'll see you there. Well, that's why you need to have, you know, multiple deep leadership. And so, so, yeah. so there comes my other sort of, you're now in an organization, right? And you're not just like my one, my other, my son's other friend who, who they do scouts together and they love it. He's always like, I'm like, Oh, so you're going to do, you know, sea base next year, which is like one of these high adventure camps, which I'm like, mm-hmm. take my money now. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm April vacation in 2021. We're going like, this is awesome. Right. Spend, a, spend a week on a boat in the Florida Keys, like scuba diving and doing all kinds of outdoor. Well, that's what we did. Actually, yeah, we, we did to, that uh, when I was. I think it was when I was a little older, when I was closer to 18. No, I don't think it was that old. But yeah, when I was in Scouts, yeah. I don't know if it was called Sea Base, but we went to the Florida Keys. Yeah. yeah. We went to this tiny key. It was very tiny. And we uh, learned to scuba dive. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. And so we basically, yeah, every day we'd, we'd stayed in this funny little dorm, I remember. And I remember because there was this woman that was tanning by the moonlight. Oh, really? I'm just uh, listing the memories. Yeah, but that stands there. out there, Mr. 14-year-old boy. It's yes, a, and the barracuda, the barracuda fish always look like they're trying to kill yeah, you because they yeah. get these angry yeah. faces with the teeth. Yeah. But they're really just they're really curious. They just follow you around. Uh, and they almost dropped a boat anchor on me. That's I remember that <laughs> while you were underwater. While I was underwater, <laughs> yeah, because we we get in these big boats, and I remember the boats had these like they had two giant motor outboard motors on the back, like. Two 250-horsepower motors. I'm like, is that necessary <laughs> for a scuba boat? Like, what is wrong with you people? And we'd go out into the open ocean, and one of the guys barfed in his regulator. Oh, no. What? Because he got when – you're, when you're in the – you know, this guy driving the boat's insane. Right? Yeah. So you're getting, you're getting seasick on the way out there. As soon as you hit the bridge, right, in the, so in the marina – you got to go. He's like slow, yeah, right. slow boat, and, and then as soon as you cross underneath the road there, the bridge road, he just hammers. The th- doesn't even like do it slowly. He just hits the throttles like forward, just like in the movies. And so you're bouncing around, and we get to our little scuba area. It's very clear water, and then you get in the water, and you're bobbing up and down on the waves. Yeah. And this guy is just getting really sick, right? I'm like, I need to go under soon too, because this is this is your <laughs> But as soon as you go under the water, it's okay. But then he got sick underwater and he barfed in his regulator. Wow. So all the barf like came out the sides of the regulator and the fish came over and started eating it. It was really gross. <laughs> so he just pushed the button and he cleared out. Because they told us this beforehand. Like if you get sick in your regulator, just purge it and you'll be fine. Like, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I was swimming around and my instructor came over. And gave me the little boat signal, like the little V with your hands. Okay. Boat. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, boat. I hear the boat. Because you could hear the motor. You could hear the boat yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, whoop de doo boat. Good for you. Yeah, I get the hand signals. Merit badge. <laughs> Move on. And then I was, you know, I was poking around looking at stuff. And I felt this like whoosh. You know, I felt this kind of like the water move and kind of moved me. And then I turned around and looked to my left. And there's an anchor in the dirt, like right next oh to me. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> they just threw the anchor over the boat. Didn't look where anyone was so i could be dead but you're not you made it but i'm not yeah i made it there you go so let's not uh let's not focus on what could have happened let's focus on what did happen (laughs) so many times could have been dead Uh, yeah so i don't know if it would have killed me to be honest i mean it's a it's an anchor but it's not like a, a aircraft carrier anchor you know i mean you have to someone picks it up and throws yeah, it. yeah you would water, have been so. able to easily move the thing off, like, underwater it's, well it's not like it would trap me underneath it right. but if it had hit me in the head oh yeah you know, like on the way down I, I don't know how yeah i guess i would have probably hurt i don't think i knocked you out but would have hurt a lot I, that's the challenge right? that's the risk would it have cracked my skull in half probably not mm. would it have like made me bleed and sharks come around maybe <laughs> sure uh man, I think so. Anyways, back to uh, like go to scuba camp. Yeah, they can do like awesome. They get to do cool stuff, and yeah. so but but then other but but there's a lot of like 
overhead. And I guess if you will, you know, there's a lot of like, and even the politics and stuff and all that, that just sort of wears on me. Cause I'm just like the org, I don't know. And I feel like the organization, you got to put in the time. That's the problem. Yeah. And again, it's just like every other organization where you have the kids are doing it. They need to have like parents need to help. And if parents aren't helping, they can't do the thing. And so now mm-hmm. it's, so you ask, it's 60, 40. It's like, I'm going to be, I'm starting to be the guy that is the backup to the main guy now. And I'm starting to like, I camped out at the last thing because I couldn't get somebody else. And now they're having trouble finding someone else to camp out this time. And so, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. I liked camping when I was a kid. We would do all these adventure things. But these days when I think about like, let's go camping, it seems very tedious. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, because we did all these neat things. We make these meal plans yeah. and we cook things on the fire. And it took like all day just to make a meal because it's like <laughs> you're right. Yes. You get clean up afterwards and people scrubbing stuff. And here's where you're gonna... But now I think about that. It's like, oh man, we got to, why would I go to a patch of grass next to a highway <laughs> with a meal plan and all this? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's where they're going to go. Oh, yeah. They're going to go to this patch of grass next to the highway. Right. Why would uh, I pack up my go- car to <laughs> go live in, out of it? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think if we were going to do it, I would love I would love to do some kind of hiking camping adventure where we go with our packs and our stuff and we set off into the woods where we're away from everything and then we got to make it work. Yeah. That's the adventure that I would do. But the the car camping next to the highway well, really right. And that's good. what, you know, some of the kids, some of the boys, the younger ones, especially like my son's friend, really wants to do this backpacking camping thing. Yeah. And, and he's having trouble. Which thing is that? Because I did all those. No, but like, like, a get, this is the, the weekend. This is what we're doing. We're going to, Saturday morning, we're going to arrive wherever we're arriving. We're going to hike for five miles. We're going to pitch a tent right. somewhere, cook our dinner, find the scavenge, the wood, and all this stuff. And then we're going to hike out the next day. Like, a hike camp hike thing or a hike to a right. lean to not oh we're gonna walk three quarters of a mile away from the car which we can you know always have an yeah. out like and so yeah 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 and other like other parents aren't like this one like i said this one kid's limited and mm-hmm. and the other the other the um and the other uh what do you want to call them scout masters are really dragging their feet on it and to the mm-hmm. point where he's getting like a scout sucks now he's like i'm done with this stupid his dad's like i'm done i think we're quitting and i'm like come on oh jeez well yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. can't address it head on be like listen yeah you know what do we we'd love to accommodate you yeah maybe we can pick some specific events yeah and, the, and there's other participates things. in these but not these cuz we're you know the kids are really looking forward to doing like this 50 mile hike right. And he's just not going to be able to do it. What do you want us to do? Like, we can't cancel the event because we can't bring him, but he wants to go. That's not the way life works. Right. Right. So we're going to go and we're going to leave you behind because you can't make it. Yeah. Well, also a lot of these like huts and stuff that we camp to, there's other ways in. So, or you could plan it, be like, okay, we're going to go to the one on Greylock and we're going to drop all the kids off except for this kid, at the top, you know, at the bottom. And you guys have to hike. Oh, uh, there's other ways in. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. there's all these shortcuts that kids don't need to know. And or, or make it a thing and carry him. Yeah, I'm for serious. Yeah, yeah. I know. Pretend he's the other uh, thing which I really, I really like about scouts, and this is really what it was supposed to. This is sort of what it was founded on. Is that like introduce kids, uh, young boys to, and I don't care. You want to talk about girls or boys? We can have that discussion too. But <laughs> introduce young boys, young young. Introduce People. boys into activities that they will thrive in as men and teach them about the stuff that they're going to do. So again, with the hunting and the, the, the fishing and the, the wilderness and stuff. I mean, it was started, you know, in eight, nine, early 1900s. So that's when it was a different world than we live in now, right? It wasn't as easy to get around uh, and sure. stuff. Sure. Well, it was sort of a gateway to military stuff. Well, but, yeah, that too. But yeah. And, and I've definitely drifted my opinion on this. I do think it's a kids to adults thing i think my, my daughter could thrive on just the same experiences in fact we when we went i mean it's, it's so hilarious when we go in the woods we went on our bike ride in the woods yeah. we got off the bikes to go to one of the open old army bunkers that's a long story yeah. as soon as we got off the bikes <laughs> she goes i need a walking stick where's i need to find a walking <laughs> stick can you help me find a walking stick all right this i think this one i think and then every other kid found a walking stick so they could all hike with yeah. a walking stick which was hilarious but it's adorable to watch yeah but I mean, you're so- she whittles. She has a knife. All the stuff. Yeah, you know? that's great. I mean, and and 
I'm going to give my wife a lot of credit here and some of the other uh, leaders in town for the Girl Scouts. They, I know Girl Scouts is a lot of times is the people eye roll and like, oh, what do they do? They sew and they make brownies and they sell cookies, <laughs> right? Well, my wife has made sure that they're camping and other leaders that are part of my daughter's things have been do- making sure they do outdoor stuff and camping. Mm-hmm. And there's a big push with Girl Scouts now for STEM activities, which is good. There's something like 25 or some crazy number of new, because they, they can learn merit badges, earn merit badges or two, or pedals or whatever they are. I'm not exactly sure. Um, God. But I'm not allowed like- to go on any of this stuff. It's it's a little weird. Really? You can't go? I can, but it's like super awkward. It's like you have to stay over there in that sleeping quarter. Like oh, You can't yeah. be part mm-hmm. of the... You know. Well, I will tell you, I do see a lot of younger sisters joining the Boy Scout troops with their brothers now. Yes. So then there's that thing. So, but, and here's my example. Your example of last week with the boys and playing the girls team in the, in the soccer game, which maybe it was two weeks mm-hmm. ago, and how the, yeah. the boys yeah, are like, yeah. I'm going to flirt with them. That's the problem. That's yeah. sort of the thing that's I have the with the, I But they got to, they got to live with it. They got to yeah, deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They got to deal with it and all this stuff. But it, like, th- it's just going to change the behavior of the boys. And people are going to be like, what girls should have the thing? Yes. I, I don't. Don't disagree. I'm not trying to. I don't well, want to. Take I'm not it. sure, but I think it can change it. It can change their behavior because they're in the vicinity. But I think they can. They should learn to behave. Well, yes, normally. And if they don't, if if they're always separated, they never will. I mean, we, but you, they're not you, always the separated. Camp, they're never separated. The Camp Oxit thing. The Girl Scout camp was right on the other side of the lake, like right around the corner. It's like just past the gun range. No, see, I didn't. You know this. You can get over there. Really. He knows. Your son knows. <laughs> Good. <laughs> There's arrangements can be made. I mean, they're sleeping in tents that have no flaps. They can, you can get out. I mean, I knew he um, could get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because one of the um, one of the kids set up his own little like commissary in the tent. Like they bought all kinds of stuff from the from the the store there. Oh, what's it called? It's called the. Maybe it's called. We used to call it. Was it called a commissary? We used to call it a commissary. So, anyways, they they uh he bought all the stuff and then he was selling it out of his tent for like a markup. <laughs> but yeah, and um, but the next morning, like he was like, "You gotta get rid of this stuff. I gotta get rid of this stuff. It's all because I guess a raccoon had come in their tent in the middle of the night. Because there's no like warm. There's no like they're not sealed off. They're no. just these cloth things to keep the rain out. Mm-hmm. And the raccoon was like digging around and they were terrified. Or maybe it was a skunk even. And they were terrified because because <laughs> there's an animal in their little tent thing. And it's like he's like, I got all this food in here. I gotta get rid of it. How do I get rid of it? <laughs> there it is. Those are good experiences oh. though. Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Um. And the fancy ritzy camp has that stuff too, and it's not scouts. So there's aspects of scouts that I like, and there's aspects that I yeah, but I think that's true of everything. Don't like true, but I agree with you. Yes, very much. Uh, so I even did I did the fancy um, one of those fancy big hikes where we we actually flew out to Colorado, and I don't even remember the name of the hike, but we did fifty mi- like a fifty mile hike. I wasn't exactly wow, yeah. in, a, in a week. You know, we hiked up into some mountainy area, and there were. There were like drops along the way where we could pick up supplies. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that I think were shorter hikes into town, and people like brought in some supplies. Yeah, and we right. and we had and there were times on the hike I remember where we were like, we have to get, we've got to go twelve miles today because if we don't make it to this next checkpoint, we won't have any food. <laughs> like. So someone has to get there. And and in fact, in some of those cases, we split up. Like, I think I remember uh, being in, like, we would empty our, we would empty parts of our pack and give the thing, give our stuff to other people. And yeah. then me and like two other people would go off on this side path to go to the supply dump and pick up the extra food supplies and then bring them in our mostly empty packs back to the rest of the guys, which was, you know, it was fun. Mm. Yeah, when I did a I did a um a week long hike in the White Mountains as a kid, and I don't I I, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade, and uh, I did it with a church group, but I don't remember like I don't remember exactly what the group was, and I felt like I was in the remote most remote place mm-hmm. ever. But we were having food delivered to us, and like <laughs> there was one night where the adults were like, "Okay, you guys all have it. The kids are all going to take care of everything," and we were like, "Okay," and we had like some older kids with us. And, uh, it was interesting. Like we were in a scene, they must've been like around the corner, like in a car or something like, you know, <laughs> uh, five minutes away. But I felt like they were on the, the far side of the moon. As far as I was concerned, they were like, you know, gone. Like yeah. we were, yeah. That was the first time I ever ate a whole pint of ice cream too. At one sitting. <laughs> you had ice cream. 
when we got done, like oh, when we, the first pit stop, we, you know, we hit a gas station on the way done mm-hmm. and when we we're done and, uh, boom, whole thing of <laughs> Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Hate it. It's delicious. Yeah. I remember those are good mm. memories. So I feel like, I don't know, should I get them into scouts, get them into the, I need to get, I need to get them into more group things. That is for sure. But I don't think super group, like you, like small groups activities are good. Small I don't think like the giant fun. group activities are always good. I don't know. And they even actually say like scouts is made in the patrol and the patrol is supposed to be like eight to 10 people that troop oh. is made up of patrols and patrols. Yeah. It's a whole, that's like a whole nother thing. That's what I'm talking about with the organization shooting stuff. Um, yeah, I had, yeah, I had a few notes, nothing too fantastic. Ugh. Oh, I didn't even look and see for a mail. Cause <laughs> we did, we did get a mail. How do you know? Oh, uh, I saw it. Some you went from, in the mail? Well, no, it came to me. It was from the form on the site. Do I need to forward those to you? Uh, I don't think so. It's from I George. Don't... I think it was from somebody. Yeah, okay, here it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <gasps> Give it to me, George. Touch. All right, George. Hey, Jason, I also track all my transactions, and I switched away from Quicken years ago. That's right. Currently, I'm using Money Dance, and that's how he wrote it. I have- <laughs> Money Dance, and it could import your Quicken data as well. It also has a net worth feature Randy wants and works on Mac. I think I looked at Money Dance because it's been around for a while as well, and it does have that little graphy thing at the bottom. But and I think I Money Dance I did use it at one point, but nothing ever worked as well. And yeah, I even see it down here as investments and whatnot. Nothing ever worked as well as what as what uh, Microsoft Microsoft Money money did. Mm. It just didn't because just that little that little net worth filter thing. I don't want to know my net worth. I don't care what the total is. I want to I literally just want to see my checking and savings accounts and the future projection of all my scheduled transactions. That's what I used to do. Well, look at Money Dance. It works on Mac OS, Windows, Linux, Android, iOS. Mm. Wow. Yeah, when I was it's not it's anymore. It's such a big thing now for me though. Like if I convert, I got to convert. And I don't want to convert it's, it's and switch a, back and it's not a big thing for me anymore i just don't care anymore i mean i <laughs> i care but my dad and i always used to compete like we'd always be like how far behind are you and be like oh you know i'm only like month six weeks eh, two months <laughs> and finally he came and he's one dude he's like jay I'm like, what? what's up dad he's like i have a i'm t- gonna tell you something I'm like yeah what's that he's like i'm done I'm like what do you mean <laughs> he's like, i'm done I'm done. I'm done. I'm done balancing the checkbook. I'm done balancing right. my accounts. I'm done. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? How can you be done? Because he was always very, like, you right. know, meticulous about this stuff. And he's like, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm like, well, how can you not do it? He's like, I've done this for 50 years. No, 40 years. To, yeah. And I found two errors in my lifetime. Like, the banks don't make errors anymore. And, uh, and well, he's do. like, yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah. But he's like, I, and they, like, Microsoft money had nothing to do with me. Like, keeping all these records had nothing to do with me catching the errors. They were, like, on a credit card, right? It was like, I would have caught him anyways, just looking at the statement. It's like, I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm not putting the time in. I'm not feeling the stress of it. Well, that's part of it, too. I, I only really look now to balance things. Mm. Uh, just because my method is I, I pay bills out of checking, but everything direct deposits into my savings, which is sort of weird. People don't usually do that. And then, so I, I transfer the some amount of money into my checking to cover the bills, right? So everything just kind of defaults into the savings account, um, and then in, investments will go out of there at another time. But I just use it for balancing. That's all. I mean, I just use it for let me pay all the. And then other people look at me like, "Why are you even still doing that? Why don't you just auto pay everything? Auto pays." I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. No, I'm not there yet. I'm not in like just take my money whenever you feel like it. That's crazy. We have a, most of our stuff. I would say nine out of ten things we have. Are I will auto bill things to the credit card. I won't auto bill. I don't let people automatically take money out of my checking account. That's a no. no. Yeah, okay, that that's that's maybe that maybe we're correct on the same. I think we're in line with that. Yeah. Maybe our electric bill and stuff. I don't think that. I think okay, that I take it back. I switched my my mortgage does, and that actually takes out of the savings directly because you can only get. On, I don't know if it's a national thing or what it is, but you can basically have six transactions in a savings account a month when they classify it as a savings account. So you're limited, oh, there's an upper oh, limit. Yeah. You can't go yeah, beyond yeah. that number of transactions. I don't understand these things either. This is one of those weird things. but <laughs> It's really dumb. I mean, it's like you get 0.07% interest. Yeah. Oh, but that's a benefit. Yeah, it's savings. Uh, so they limit you. So the mortgage pulls out of there, and that's about it. Because it's like, it's always going to happen. I don't need to keep transferring that money. It's just going to happen. It's fine. 
Anywho, it's boring. Yeah. yeah, so what was the point of his email? Just that he uses Money Dance? Money Dance. And I kind of want to... Uh, you want to give it a try? Well, I do, but... And like I said, I don't know. I don't have time to do these things. No. I got to reschedule two different soccer games. I got so many things to 3D print now. Yeah, we I had know. practice canceled tonight. So that was good. That was pleasant. Well, I was uh, hoping to get on the field on Friday, the outdoor field, and not be indoor in some stupid gym. We right are planning on being... We were outdoor last week. You didn't have outdoor games last weekend? We had outdoor game. We played in... Uh, hmm. Where did we go? We played in Sudbury. I'm telling you, their fields must have been two weeks ahead of ours. Yeah. I look at my, my... Two weeks ahead of my... We played on grass. My yard is still like all... It's gross. I don't it know. It's gross. And I'm like, how don't know how they have grass here. Like we, and it rained on Friday night too. We're like, oh, we gotta get it in. We gotta get mm-hmm. it in. Yeah, we had a successful first. Oh, so you asked about the girls' team and the boys playing. I don't know what the context of that was, but the context was mixing girls and boys. And mixing scouts. girls and boys because they misbehave. Yeah. So the girls' team really whooped them, and that one kid wanted to flirt. So he wasn't there yeah. last night. All right. And. We the, everything just goes so much smoother when that particular kid is not there, and I, I hate to say it, but it's just like man, it's these situations where it's like it's it's not just ninety percent of your energy has to go towards one kid; it's like a thousand percent of your energy goes towards this one kid because it, it, they bring all this anxiety and this stress and this chaos that just destroys it for everyone. So it's it's not like a zero sum kind of thing like this it's like no when this person isn't here things are so much better so much better and he and he wasn't there and it was just like the game was manageable the kids were having a good time i was handing out gummy bears because i brought them from work and uh we played the same girls team actually and we beat them even though they beat us like 28 to nothing last yeah, time that, that seems crazy How, what was the difference i think the difference was there was a different set of girls there <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's the same team, but I think they use this league as a, uh, it, like an extra practice. Okay. So like some of them were there and some of them were off playing a game or practicing somewhere else. I was a little confused. The ref was trying to explain it to me. I'm like, why are we doing better this week? He's like, oh, it's the same girls, but they're doing this and they're around. I'm like, okay, dude, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, we won. It was good. It was good. We, I mean, it actually felt. Good to beat those girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Did I tell you last season in the fall we had a game called early because of uh, the, the dad on the far side of the – on the other team? No. Like, given to the ref? I thought I told you this. Ugh. Well, anyways, the funny thing was, like, we were – so, in the fall, Maybe we were undefeated. Maybe you did. We were, we were undefeated in the fall by, like, a lot. Mm. We were – the goal differential between us and team two was, like – 28 goals or something okay and that was well and so we had one team in our division that was it might have been between second and three that was 28 goals but it was a lot like we were handily undefeated and every single game we had to tell our girls to stop shooting uh we were in the wrong division what that came down to but Mm -hmm. there was one team that was competitive with us and we played when we played them at home they were really put off with how aggressive our nine-year-old girls were being. <laughs> and uh, the, the the parents on the other team's bench, the parents, not the, not the kids on the team or not the coaches, the parents on the sideline were, like, yelling at our girls, like, oh, and then yelling at the ref. Like, it's cause, so I guess after we found out that a couple of the girls had been spoken to by parents over there and they were upset about it and I, we had no idea about it, right? Go on. The ref ended up calling the game with like two minutes left. Like, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. He came over to he came over to warn the other coach. He said, "So the, you have a parent on the sideline, and, and I could get into the whole zero tolerance thing, but we have different rules in our league yeah. where the the coach is responsible for the players, the parents on the far side, yeah, and he comes over and he's like." You got a parent on the other side who won't shut up. Basically, you got to get him under control, and the coach was immediately like. Terwilliger, you gotta be quiet. <laughs> Shut up. And, uh, cause so it's obviously a pattern of this behavior. Like he knew immediately who it was, yelled his name out and the whole thing. The guy was like, well, oh, and he just start, kept going. And so meanwhile, the ref's walking back and the guy still, just starts still yelling across the field at him. And he's like, well, you can penalize me then. Give him a free kick because of me. And the guy's like, fine. The ref just turns around. And the ref that was refing our game is like the, uh, 
overseer of the referees in sure. active boxing. Yeah, like okay. he's an, an adult, it, which is I'm super glad because if it was some kid, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have known what to do. So he just <laughs> is like, I'm done with this. I'm done. And he walks off and he's like, game over. I'm calling it. And uh, and he, you know, he ended the game right there and then. And, the uh, the leader of the referees tend to be quite militant. Yeah. Well, yeah. And turns out like him and our head coach are golfing buddies. And he went from and, and my other one of the other assistant coaches on our team, Eric, he wasn't at the game because he was coaching his son's game, who the the ref will call him Dave. He went from <laughs> the uh, from our game, refing our game over to the refing the game that the other coach Eric was refing and and he and Eric Eric texts us he's like what the hell happened he uh, Dave is going nuts like what happened and he just told me all the stuff that happened at this game and and uh and and he was like Dave was really upset about the whole thing because he's like this isn't what I want to do I don't want the nine-year-old girls I don't want to be this dealing with this and I don't want calling games and yeah of course of course so I could have had a zero tolerance this Sunday well, anyways, we played that same team on Saturday oh. and I, we were like, uh, so we were all like amped up, like, is it going to go smooth or whatever? Mm -hmm. And the guy is the guess the girl's off the team, <laughs> but that's funny. It gets funnier. The girl is on the team that my daughter played with the club team against on Sunday. Okay. So I'm there talking to another dad how do you, how do you of know the this? daughter. Well, I didn't know this. The girls know this. The girls already know this stuff. Okay. So I'm talking to another dad of her name is Charlotte and she's on Grace's team. And I'm talking to him and he, I'm like, where were you? He's a big guy. He played lacrosse at BC and he's a big guy. I'm like, I needed you yesterday, man. I was going to put you between the two benches because I couldn't have my wife tangling up because if my wife hears that, <laughs> she'll get it. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, I pulled a short straw this weekend. I, I was in like, I, he told me he was in Boston for some other thing and, and he had to drive a different kid super far. And I was like, I, I wanted to be there. And, he, and he's like, yeah, we played Sudbury and another like, and I'm I'm talking to him, and then oh, I shouldn't have said Sudbury. Uh, the guy, another like parent that's standing on the whips her head around to look at me, and I'm like, uh oh, what did I say? Did I tip it <laughs> off? You're gonna have to burp out Sudbury. Uh, I said it again, darn it, burp it out both times. Um, I'm not. And burping. then and then afterwards, my daughter was like, the girl was on the team. Did you hear her dad? And I was like, one, no, I didn't hear her dad. Uh, it was just funny. So uh, the girls all know this stuff. I'm they like, know. Oh, I'm glad yeah, you're paying they attention. The kids somewhat. keep up. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's happening. I'm trying. That's why I'm, I had the other coach do the substitutions because I was trying to pay more attention to the game. I'm like I, oh, yeah. I don't know what's happening on the field because I'm always dealing with the sheet and the kids on the sideline. I'm like, no, I want to watch the game. You do the subs. I'm tired. Yeah, I had the sheets and they couldn't Done. figure it out. I'm like, who's you? Only know, too many people out there. I'm like, well, you have a girl that's hurt, like sprained her MCL. Yeah. So I'm like, you're in charge of the bench. Here's the sheet. This is what has to happen. You tell people where to go. I'll just tell you when. She's like, okay. And then I'm like, what happened? Come on, happened, kid. How come the other coach is <laughs> yelling at me? You up. didn't tell him who's staying in there. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. If you play lefty, you go to right D. That's all you have to remember, right? And oh, you rode, you shuffle them like that. Huh? Well, we only had one. We were short one player, so mm. it was just like that's all you. Yeah, and then you just come off. So the the, the one of the defense women that's too was much. Was a double shift. Coach, where am I going? Well, it was, if you play lefty, you go righty, and then you come off. Lefty, righty, off. Lefty, righty, off. And they rotate, right? So, anywho, I uh, had it all sorted out. It was on the paper. Like, look at the paper. I no, don't even get it now. I can't do it. Jeez. Uh, all right. Um, anywho, yeah. So, wait. Why did you almost get a zero tolerance? Because <laughs> I talked to the refs, but I wasn't mean to them. I, I uh -oh. said, so we had a, it was a ref in training program. I'll make it quick. Because we're just grade one, two, right? And I'm watching the game, and the ref says, corner kick. Right, and then yeah. and then so the girl on my team picks picks up the ball, takes it to the corner, and kicks it. But it's a corner kick at our end of the field. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that happened in our game too. Yeah. And it happened like four times. And I finally I like looked at it real close. I'm like, okay, our kid kicked it out of bounds. The ref yeah. says corner kick, and then we <laughs> take the ball and kick it upfield from the corner. And so I was like, ah, that's weird. And there was a bunch of refs on the sideline that were like helping her learn. The one that was doing the refing. Oh, and I turn around. And I look at them. Like, Can I? Is it okay if I ask you a question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like I don't want to because I'm not allowed to speak to you, basically, right? Yeah, right. And they're like, "Sure, go ahead." I'm like, "Have you noticed the corner kick situation?" <laughs> they're like, "What?" I'm like, you're standing here, you're not watching. Great. I'm like, she's giving, you know, air quotey corner kicks that belong to the other team, but she's letting my girls kick them on the field. And they're like, "Oh, really?" And then they, they stop paying attention again. And later in the game, it started happening again. I, and I'm like, um, excuse me again. <laughs> She's doing the <laughs> corner kick thing again. 
<laughs> it was just kind of funny. it was kind of funny because you know these kids there's these like little they're young kids trying to figure this out figure this refing out right yeah 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 and uh, it's just hilarious how how stressed out they can become over what's happening on the field and all these kids and and she one thing I thought was really funny was she started her clock so she had she was keeping time on her watch or whatever and she's like it's two o'clock the game started and she just starts her watch right oh no and the kids aren't even on the field like like so she started the time for the quarter before the kickoff <laughs> really yeah because because i start a timer when yeah when I mean, they I actually can, do the i can kickoff. get that if a team's dragon or whatever and you no no like, like i mean she was setting the teams up like it was it was she was uh, running and getting like everybody everybody was ready but she like didn't blow her whistle or anything and then she was just like it's two click start the watch so i need to give this feedback to like the ref coordinator be like, yeah she's apparently starting her time when the game was supposed to start, but she didn't have anybody on the field and didn't blow the whistle and then the kick wasn't made and all that. Because the quarter was short. I'm like, wait, why was the quarter nine minutes? What's happening? Like, Oh, what? Because we do these 10 minutes quarters. Out of, oh, out of town. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. It's because she started her timer like before oh, the kickoff. It was very bizarre. <laughs> Same thing. It's like you get this much, you get a rest period for the quarter. So when that like two minute rest ran out, she just started the timer for the quarter. <laughs> like without... Like, no, you yeah, have I mean, to get like the I've, only time I've ever seen refs do that is when it's like the team is supposed to be on the field oh, yeah. and they're not. And, no, but yeah. it wasn't like that. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, we're way over cue the music. Sorry. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dads being dads podcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dads being dads podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.